Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. And on today's episode, we continue Mike Greer League by week by looking at his first head coaching hire in David Quinn. We're going to look at how David Quinn's the team improved compared to Bob Bugner, where it got worse. And we're going to also compare Quinn's first season in as a head coach with the New York Rangers. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. You're Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. Uh, You can follow or subscribe for free wherever you get podcasts as we cover your team every day. And like I said, on today's episode, we're going to be digging into David Quinn, so kind of compare Quinn's first season and how the underlying numbers should have been produced a much better team uh, than what we saw this year. But, and we'll look at kind of the one thing that really sunk the Sharks. And I think you guys can kind of guess what that is already. But then also want to look at how he did compare to his first season uh, with the Rangers. So a lot of, a lot of stats today. Um, Good YouTube episode as there's more uh, slides I don't know if you guys like the slides or not, but um, I figure if I'm doing the research for them, I might as well make them look pretty for you guys. So uh, let's get into it. So, um, of course, the San Jose Sharks finished 22-44 and 16 for 60 points. They had 44 players played at least one game this season. They had 233 goals for, uh, which was 25th in the league, and 315 goals against, which was 30th in the league. The power play was at 18.4%, which is 25th, and the penalty kill ended at 82.4, which is 18th. On the offensive side, um, the 2022-2023 offense, this is all 5v5 numbers. That's what we're going to be looking at, 5v5 numbers, because most of the game is played at 5-on-5. Corsi 4, so the shot attempts 4. Uh, 48.60%, 21st in the league. Shots per game, um, these are actual shots on goal, 23.3, 22nd in the league. Shooting percentage, 8.78, 14th in the league. Expected goals for 2.29, 8th in the league. So uh, they, they did a good job of actually producing expected goals, but uh, you know, at some point they have to turn into real goals. Expected goals for percentage, uh, 50, 50, 50.50%, 17th. They actually produced more expected goals than they uh, gave or uh, expected to give up. Scoring chances, 25.7th, uh, 6th in the league. High danger chances, 11.42 per, and these are all, these are per game, sorry, uh, for these ones here. So 25.7 per game. Expected goals for, uh, that is 6th in the NHL. High dangers, 11.42 per game. They created 11.42 high danger chances per game. Fourth in the NHL. High danger shooting percentage, 15.42%. 27th. Right there, you can see 
the Sharks did a lot of jo- great job of creating a bunch of great chances, um, which lends you to believe that is it the system, and then you don't have some of the highest talent um, outside of guys like Hurdle and Meyer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's where, so they did a great job of creating high danger chances. They just couldn't capitalize on them um, for the most part. So interesting to see there where they rank among some of the top, you know, teams in the league when it comes to actually creating chances. They just could not cap- capitalize on them. Defensively, of course, he allowed 47.95 uh, per game. So they gave up nearly 48 shots a game, 23rd shot attempts per game at 5 on 5. Shots allowed 25.1. Um, sexual shots that got in was 20. Shots on goal was 25th in the league. Goals allowed per game 2.68, 30th in the NHL per game. Expected goals against 2.25, 25th. Um, scoring chances, they gave up 24.96 per game, 26 and high danger chances. They gave up 9.95. So 19. So, um, they gave up their fair share of goals and shots, all that fun stuff, but the high danger chances they did, they were more average-ish and creating, uh, kind of saving those or kind of limiting those and shot attempts. They were kind of average-ish as well, uh, at least in getting close to average mediocre we'll go with um at, at that but they unfortunately um as we've talked about all all season with them was anything that could go wrong went wrong with them so this is where things went wrong save percentage for the sharks goalies this year um at 5v5 89.32 percent the worst dead last if you want to point to a reason why the shark season failed this is the what happened they could not make a save when they needed to high danger save percentage for the sharks this year 79.82 31st in the league now you wonder like you look for the most part. I mean, the Sharks are a, a great outlier, but teams that create high danger chances, um, they tend to score more goals and they tend to win. Teams that say have higher save, higher high danger save percentages, again, kind of the same correlate. If you're able to stop those, you tend to win more games. Um, so they were 31st in high danger save percentage. Capo Kakinen. His goal saved above expected was negative 15.4, 103rd out of every goalie who played at least one game this season, 103. Um, you may be asking how many goalies played a game this season. Um, I think it was 105. <laughs> 105 uh, let me double check on that. Um, sorry, 107. Uh, put the wrong. So, uh, yeah, 107 goalies played at least uh, a game this season, and you're looking at two of the worst in the entire NHL. Uh, Kapokakinen's high danger save percentage, 778, 68th percentile or 68th. Okay, kind of middle of the pack there. Um, James Reimer goal saved above expected, minus 15.6, 104th. Uh, and then his high danger save percentage was 820, which was 39th. With that was good, but uh, Reimer, we, we saw a big regression. We'll, we'll get to that here. 
uh, in a second. So the special teams, uh, the Sharks had 223 power plays, which was 30th. So they weren't super great at drawing penalties this year. Their power play goals, they had 41, which was 27th in the league. Uh, shorthanded goals gave out 13, which was the 30th worst in the NHL. High danger chances produced at 515-154, which was 21st. So they didn't get a lot of power plays, but they did create good chances during those power plays. As for the penalty kill, they were shorthanded 244, which is 15th uh, in the NHL. They gave up 43 goals on the uh, power play, and which was ninth best in the NHL. Shorthanded goals, they only scored four, which was 31st. Uh, the Ducks, and I'm Ducks, only had one, which is kind of crazy, depending, especially with how much young, fast talent they have. But the Ducks were, as we know, were really bad. Um, high danger chances allowed, 164 on the PK, which was 15. So, again, they're doing a, a solid job at not giving up uh, massive, massive uh, chances on the penalty kills. So, um Kind of the big takeaway from this season, the first season under Bob Bugner, um, is that the Sharks did a solid job of creating offense and mediocre-ish job at on defensive, right? Um, but the goaltending is what failed the Sharks, and that that's again one of the big questions that they're going to be going into this off season is um, how do you replace? Can you find someone who? to replace James Reimer, who's much, much better. And is Kakinen a long-term answer or was this a bad season? So those are, you know, system is there to create offense. We, we see that if they get some more offensive talent uh, to surround players like Hurdle and Kotor um, and replace Timo Meyer, you can see this offense continue to, to be better. And, um, and then if Eric Carlson can come anywhere close to repeating his, season last year you see the makings of a competent offense from the the sharks which they haven't had since the kind of 2018 2019 season so um before we continue and look at bob bugner's last season with the sharks and how uh david quinn's numbers compared to bob bugner do need to take a uh, quick break talk to you guys about our friends over at Built Bar, if you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calorie, then you need to uh, the best tasting protein bar ever. Uh, Built Bar, you got to try this. Uh, great thing about them is each one is covered in 100% chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They have amazing flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. And the analytics are off the charts on this one. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And if you're like me and you hate waiting for things to come in the mail, um, you can now just swing by your local Walmart or Sam's Club to grab a box today. At Walmart, they have the four-bar box over in the pharmacy section with flavors like cookies and cream, double chocolate bar, or coconut puffs. Or if you got a Sam's Club, go grab a 13-bar box of their brownie butter and churro puff. Or if you don't like to leave your house or you want a whole variety of flavors, go check out Built.com. They have new flavors coming all the time. I think they just had a new flavor drop over the weekend. Um, or if you don't know which flavor to try, I like the variety box. It gives you a little bit of everything so that way you can figure out which one is your favorite. So check out Built Bar at Walmart, Sam's Club, or Built.com today. All right. Um, so now we're going to be looking at kind of the Bob Bugner led sharks, which was 
a similar team. You know, you did have Brent Burns, and we did have, as you'll see, you'll have uh, a little bit better goaltending. Um, but I wanted to kind of compare the two and see what the big differences are between them. So, um, as you'll see, there's a lot, of, especially on YouTube, there's a lot of different colors. So, uh, basically, the colors, uh, if it's a red stat, that means um, that David Quinn's team, this team was much, was worse. If it's a green stat, that means the David Quinn 2022-2023 uh, Sharks were better. Um, so, Bob Bugner's uh, Sharks ended 32, 37, and 13 for 77 points. They had 40 players play at least one game, um, which was a little bit different. Um, you do have to remember last season, they still had some COVID regulations in, so some players did get lost to COVID. Um, scored 211, 11, 211 goals for, which was 30th in the NHL, uh, 260 goals, 67 goals against, which was 23rd. The power play was at 19.4%, which was 17th in NHL. The penalty kill, uh, 78.2. I screwed that one up. Penalty kill was much better. Sorry. Um, I have them swapped with something else. They were 85.2. I screwed that one up. Um, 85.2, which was second in the NHL. So, have my stats screwed up with that and the Rangers one, which is going to be coming up. So um, anyway, so you, you can see where the Sharks much better team or not much, a little bit better team offensively, way worse team defensively um, during that time. So offense five V five Corsi four. Um, as you'll see, there's a lot of greens. The Sharks offense was way better than what we've seen under what we saw under Bob Bugner, especially his last season. Um, 45.59% Corsi four. Um, so they took 45% of the shot attempts, 31st in the NHL. Uh, shots per game, they had 22.8, which was 28th. Remember, Boog, uh, Quinn was at 23.3. So not like a huge, but still a jump up. Um, Shooting percentage was 7.59%, 30th in the NHL. Uh, Bob Bugner was, or Quinn was around 8.78, which is 14th. Expected goals for 1.96, 21st in the NHL. Uh, Quinn produced 2.29, so uh, pretty close to a half a goal more per game. Uh, expected goals for 47.45. Again, the Sharks had 58.5% expected goals for. Scoring chances, uh, the Sharks 23.4 compared to Quinn's 25.7. They, they basically uh, almost one and a half scoring chances more per game. Um, high danger chances, 9.34 to Quinn's 11.42. Over two high more high danger chances per game. High danger shooting, 15.04 compared to 15.42. So what did get a little bit better, but still uh, not great numbers, especially compared to, you know, how many opportunities they're getting. So the Sharks defensively, of course, they allowed, they actually allowed more shot attempts last year, believe it or not, at 50.2 per uh, per game at 5-on-5. That was dead last. Um, shots allowed 25.4, uh, which was Sharks a little bit better, but basically the same. Um, the ranking was better, but the actual raw number was better uh, this season for the Sharks. Goals allowed 2.18 uh, compared to 2.68, so half a goal more allowed per game at 5.15. Expected goals against 2.12, which was 22nd. Uh, expected goals against last year, uh, this year was 2.25, so 
little bit difference there. Uh, scoring chances, 24, they gave up 24.12 last season. Uh, this year, 24.96, so about half a scoring chance more, a little more than half. And then high danger, 9.24 last uh, season compared to the 9.95. So about, you know, 0.75 more high danger chances this year at 5.15. So you can see the Sharks did a better job – so last year they gave up more shots, att- shot attempts and shots, but they did a better job of kind of limiting those or kind of keeping them on the outside. Um, so goaltending, um, the big, this is the big one, right? So the save percentage last year was nine, 91.4%, which is 21st. We, we talked about, if you remember going into last season, if the Sharks could get mediocre-ish goaltending, which they did, they probably win a lot more games, um, which is, here a big reason why that sharks team won more games than this sharks team did. So, um high danger save percentage was 81.82 which is 22nd compared to the 79% this year. Uh Aiden Hill, so Hill and Reimer got the most games last year so I looked at their stats. Hill was a negative 0.4 uh goal saved above expected so he was 57th uh which was kind of about uh middle of the pack. So last year there was uh, pulling it up right now. Um, there was 119 goalies who played, and he was basically in the middle, uh, right there at 57th. Um, his high danger save percentage was 667, which was 80th. Um, Kapokakinen had a better high danger save percentage this year. Um, so by about uh, you know, I think his is point again. His was 0.778. So. Kapokakinen did a much better job of saving those high danger ones, but it was he let in more of the soft ones. Uh, Hill did a better job of keep you know uh, of saving the soft ones, uh, but let in more high danger opportunities. So that's why his goal saved above expected is much much lower. If you're saving the the high danger ones but letting in the soft ones, you know that's those are low expected goals. Anyway, um, Reimer. Last season, uh, finished at minus 3.2, goal saved above expected, which was 80th, a uh, little below average. Uh, and then his high sa- danger save percentage was 0.769. So he actually had a much better high danger save percentage this year. But I think, again, you had more I th- just kind of like I talked about where I think this, the, the defense helped him out a little bit more last year. As for special teams, uh, the Sharks got 216 power plays, so they actually increased. They got more calls this year. Uh, power play goals ended up with the same amount with 41. Shorthanded uh, given up 20 or 11, so they gave up a couple more short uh, shorties this season. High danger chances, 115. Uh, so again, the Sharks did, they improved by a lot in that department, adding 40 more high danger chance opportunities on seven more power plays. So. Eric Carlson, thank you very much. Um, last season, their shorthanded times, they were 223 compared to 244, so a little bit more disciplined last season. Um, they did give up 33 power play goals to 43 this year. Um, also created four shorthanded goals, which is the same as last year. Um, they just don't have a lot of speedy penalty kills. Uh, so high danger chances, they gave up 157 uh, last year. So... 
Yep. So, and that was compared to the 164. We know last year's special team power penalty kill was a much better unit than uh, this year. So, I think the big things you can kind of take away is um, Quinn did a much better job of creating offense. I think Bob Bugner, he wanted to kind of play more tight to the vest type of game, you know, kind of more low scoring games, but try to, if you're going to give up shots, give up low danger shots. And that's kind of where, um, where where and then and the goalies just played better last year right they they kind of bailed the sharks out and won all i think they won more games for the sharks last year than uh you saw this year so you know i think that's that's kind of the big difference between the two is just i think the goaltending was was a the huge issue for the sharks and they could not get saves uh when they when they needed saves so you know you can see quinn's much more offense and he does provide he wants a much more kind of you know high dangers scoring chances type of game and he's willing to kind of trade chances with you um if they can ever figure out the goaltending if you get an average to above average goaltender you can see where where things can kind of come together so um before we finish up and we kind of compare how quinn did in his first season with the rangers versus how quinn did with his first season with the sharks um, do want to take a quick break, talk to you guys about our friends over at eBay, um, motors. So for a championship team, it's all about making sure every part is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to vehicle, every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay motors with eBay guarantee fit. You can, uh, be sure that every part you need fits the first time around and just add your ride to the, my garage and look for the green check to make sure that your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game um, when you shop on eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, so looking at um, the Rangers, so just to, as a quick reminder of kind of guys who were on this Rangers team um, way, way back in the day, it was it was fun to kind of go down memory lane as I was doing the research for this. So um, they, yeah, much, much, much different team than what we see right now. So again, 1819, which feels like an eternity ago right now. Um the Rangers' leading scorer uh, was Mike Zibanejad with 74 points. Chris Kreider also was on the team, had 52 points that season. Uh, Kevin Hayes, <laughs> uh, there's, man, Matt Zuccarella, Jimmy Vesey. Uh, they also had, like, Anthony D'Angelo, Tony, you know, Tony D'Angelo. Kevin Kurt, uh, Shattenkirk was on this team. Neil Pionk, uh, Jesper Fass, uh, you know. Yeah, it was a, a, a much Brendan Lemieux, uh, good friend, Brendan Lemieux, uh, Leas Anderson, you know, so they had this. This was definitely a much better team, much different team. Um, Henrik Lundqvist and uh, Alexander Georgiev were the goaltenders. Um, they played all 82 games between those two. So uh, Lundqvist got the most of 52. And then Georgiev had a really, really nice season that year. Uh, Lundqvist definitely had a down season, as we'll kind of we'll dig into here in a minute. So as for the uh, numbers, so 
32, 36, and 14 for 78 points. They had 34 game players play at least one game. 221 goals for, so you did see an increase more offense from uh, the Sharks. 261 goals against, so pretty uh, pretty similar to the Bob Bugner. Um, nowhere near what we saw. Uh, the penalty kill, so was actually really, really brutal. It was at 78.2%. So they were one of the worst in the league at 27th. Um, and then the uh, the the power play was at 19%. So um, as for the offense, um, you'll see Bob, uh, David Quinn learning some tricks and adding some stuff. So um, Corsi 4, 46.7, which was 30th in the league. Uh, shots per game at 22.8, which was also 30th in the league shooting. Um, they were percentage at 7.76%, which was 17th in the league. Um, still better numbers for, for Quinn this season with the Sharks. Expected goals for 1.89, uh, 20th in the league. Expected goals for percentage, 47.55, 24th percent. Scoring chances, uh, 20th, which was should be say 24th percent uh 24th in the league high danger was 903 um uh, per game which is 13th was 13th in the league high danger shooting was 1601 percent um so much got a little bit more puck luck there defensively though um Pretty much a, a mixed bag as well. Um, Corsi allowed, so they allowed 48.26% uh, shot attempts. Um, the actual shots on goal was 26. So um, you did see some improvement for Quinn this, again, as he's instilling an offense, a defense. Um, goals allowed 209 at 515. Uh, definitely compared to uh, the Sharks. Not as not as pretty this year. So uh, expected goals at 2.12, scoring chances at 23.4 uh, per game, and high da- oops high danger at 10.1, which is uh, 29th. So they a little bit better there uh, defensively. So you know, yeah. Goal tending. Um, although Lundqvist didn't have a great season. It was still better than what <laughs> we saw from the Sharks. Uh, Georgiev, I think, really kind of helped. Uh, 22-year-old Georgiev, man. 91.93% uh, save percentage, 83.22. That was 16th in the NHL. 83.22 high danger save percentage, which was 11th in the NHL. Again, the Sharks' uh, high danger save percentage this year was 79%. So it was four percentage points. Georgiev goal saved above expected was minus 3.7, which was 60th. Um, still better than one of the worst in the NHL this year. His high danger save percentage was 796, which was better than Capo Kakinen's. Uh Lundquist's goal saved above expected was minus 4.8, which was 67th. Um, does re- la- that year. Um, sorry, let me pull up how many goalies played. 18-19. It was. Only 93, um, and our good friend Martin Jones was brutal. <laughs> um, so, low bad year from from Lundqvist that season. So, and then uh, 724 save high danger save percentage from Lundqvist, which was 56th. Um, looking at the special teams, so power plays, we know power plays now. The the we're seeing this year, we definitely saw an increase in power plays, and we've kind of seen that more and more um, in the NHL. 227 power plays, which was 
23rd. Um, so they did a good job of drawing power plays. They had 44 power play goals, which is better than the Sharks' 41. They only gave up four shorthanded, which was seventh um, in the NHL. Produced 140 high danger chances, which uh, this year's Sharks team did a better job of. And time shorthanded 266. So they were this Sharks team, which much more uh, was better at not taking penalties. Um, they also that power play, like a, that penalty kill was bad. They gave up 58 uh, goals. They also did have seven shorthanded goals, which was better. And they uh, the team also gave up 195 high danger chances. So. What does this all mean? Um, again, you can see where kind of Quinn is, is learned from his, you know, the, the special teams. I think there was a better infrastructure um, around around the special teams with the Sharks this year. And so um, still needs to do some work on, on the power play. And we saw, especially if you remember when I did my um, way, way back when I did my David Quinn kind of introduction, you saw the power play really jump up that year too. Uh, we'll see if the Sharks can kind of make the same jump, especially if you have a guy like William Eklund who's playing more power play. Um, and then William Eklund who can kind of help the power play. And maybe you can actually have some more bodies that, so it's not just power play one and then some other guys giving the power play one a chance. But, um, you know, you can kind of see where, where Quinn took the team this year. You had a much better offensive uh, team. Um, and the defense was Pretty similar to the Bob Boogner one, but the goaltending really, really let them down this year. So, um, yeah, at least Quinn's Quinn's offenses are more fun, and that's what we saw. I think that, you know this year was how many times that they, you know, you weren't getting kind of blown out as many times as you I think you did under the Bob Boogner, um, and this team could score some goals, especially after the first month of the season when they kind of had to figure things out under a new system, but. You can see Quinn can provide some offense, and he did inject some offense into the Sharks. Uh, just goaltending is the great equalizer of all. So um, that'll do it for today's episode. Uh, thank you, especially to the everydayers who check us out every day. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to look at to finish up Mike Greer week and look at Mike Greer's uh, first draft class and how they did this season. So, and we're going to kind of revisit uh, the, the, the big trade moving from 11 um, back to 27 and picking up Beastead. I'm going to look at kind of how, how that's working out for the Sharks this year. So um, make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts. And of course uh, you can watch this on YouTube as well. Again, we cover your team every day. What more could you want? So uh, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Lockdown Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter at my Fryhole, and be back tomorrow to talk about some uh, some prospects. So until then, bye, friends.